Hello, and welcome back to Two Bar Stools and a Knife, talking about the hospitality industry, then, now, and in the future. From FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality and Tourism Management and the Bacardi Center of Excellence, I am Professor Nathan Dodge, joined by Professor Brian Connors and Chef John Noble Massey. Brian, you made it an honest woman out of your lady friend this week, didn't you? I, I did, boys. I snuck off and got married. You know, oh. so I'm sorry I had a miss last week, but I actually had something a little bit more important to do. But yes, now it's uh, Doctor and Mr. Connors. By the way, well, her con- congratulations, you trained Doctor up, and Mr. Connors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. congratulations. So, I, That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we missed you terribly last week. I already told you, but we did miss you. You know, it was fun to have on Gabe last week, but we do miss our our, our buddy Brian. Yeah. So we are still in the middle of rum month. We're going to be joined later on by Bacardi National Rum Ambassador Juan. Cur- I, I'm going to butcher your name, Juan, and Coronado. I apologize now. Coronado. Coronado. Roll your R's, please. Uh, I've been going through his bio, doing a little cyber stalking. Uh, this is going to be a great uh, conversation. We're also going to be joined by Ira Claxton, the Calypso Epicurean. So that will start in just a couple of minutes. Gentlemen, we got another five-star review on iTunes this week did yes, you read that was it? my sister no well please, please my sister it was from the dining girls they actually left a nice little comment oh and i'm gonna read it to you guys it said these oh. guys are fun and knowledgeable um their guests <laughs> Juan, this is about you their guests are top notch and have lots to share and wait for it there's a little bit more she continues and says i especially like john noble massey he is the bomb Brian, what's going on in Bacardi world? Uh, you know, after a quick uh, week off there, let's get it cranked up again, ladies and gentlemen. The Bacardi numbers, I got a good report today, are up. The Bacardi teach numbers, that is. Uh, we're creating new content right now as we speak, so we'll look forward to having that up. If you haven't heard, uh, our next Bacardi Talks uh, is going to be coming up on October 8th with Drew Neopon, uh, the creator of Nobu and Tribeca Grill with Bo- I call him Bobby with Bobby De Niro and a few other legendary such as Chef Nobu but Drew's going to be our next and uh, Drew is a huge supporter of our South Beach Food and Wine Festival so he's a really appropriate to have on. Hey Nathan I also had a chance to uh, listen to uh, Elizabeth Plough on uh, our Bacardi Talk episode you put her on uh, on our on this podcast and that was also great so this is what I've been doing on my vacationing listening to you guys and my own self again so uh, and then again, of course, we're looking forward to the semester coming up. However, that's going to look like and all great things coming from Bacardi. So let's get this thing going. What do we think? Love it. Yes, that's all. So I get the great pleasure here getting back on the helm with the boys here to introduce our next guest, Mr. Juan Coronado Diaz. Nathan Dodge said but he's also the master uh, ambassador uh, for the United States, Canada, Japan, Spain, as well as the Caribbean, and this kid's got it all going on. He's a recovered sommelier like myself, so we're going to have some fun talking about that and how he got started in the overall business. But Mr. Juan, welcome to Two Bar Stools and a Knife. Great to have you, sir. Yay. Yay. Uh, thank you. Thanks for the welcome, guys, and uh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. And yes, Perfect. you know, it's so, uh, been 20-plus uh, years in this industry, um, but, you know, it's lovely to be with you guys here. Perfect. Yeah, it's going to be the highlight of your career, the highlight, right? the highlight, totally. So, uh, yeah. so, spe- <laughs> so speaking of that, though, um, Juan, you know, we'd love to learn a little bit more about your background. You know, I know you did some time uh, with the legendary Jose Andres. We'd love to hear a little bit about that, and then kind of how you transitioned. And I know uh, Chef Massey is going to be asking a little bit about 
the next steps you did. But we'd love to hear a little bit more about those early years. As I mentioned, you're recovering sommelier as well. Uh, but how you got into this uh, incredible business that we're all in together? Well, Brian, in my short career, I've been able to like pass around different stages. And I'm all things liquid. I um, started years ago, of course, like everybody else. I got my um, you know, feet wet on the restaurant industry. And I uh, got to take the limelight of New York, like affluent um, high-end cuisine and being part of that. That was quite nice. Um, bartending for me was a mistake. Uh, somebody didn't show up and I was called to the bullpen. And for me, I was like, oh, that's easy. I can smile to people all day and take fun numbers from people and, you know, create my network. Super easy. Uh, I didn't end up going that way. Um, my first day behind the bar was horrible. I, I got bulldozed and I didn't know what I was doing. So I took that lesson, you know, very hard and uh, bought a cocktail book and started asking questions about cocktails. To be quite honest with you, I didn't even drink alcohol those days, but um, I was old enough to drink, but I, it was not my thing and I was not into it. I, was, I enjoyed more of the food. Um, Later on, I discovered that it could be good. And there was one cocktail that I knew how to make. And I saw it making, you know, early age. And it was a daiquiri. For me, it was like sugar, lime juice that I can squeeze in Bacardi Superior. And shake it as hard as you can with plenty of eyes. And kaboom. I tried to recreate it for a couple of customers. And um, since that day, they called me the daiquiri boy. And it was fantastic. Um, got interest into it. And started studying. Then I got the opportunity to open a champagne bar in New York City, in Tribeca. And then, like the rest for me, was like my commitment to my career. I need to be the best and be at the top of the game at this. And worked for ten years in that uh, establishment and really like a polish and what it comes all things um, wines and champagnes and cocktails. And took it so serious that I went to school and you know did the sommelier and of course got more into culinaries later on. Went on after September 11, 2001, went on and did another project, um, a mixology high-end food co- uh, cocktail venue called Sortie and Restaurant. Team up, with a, team up with a couple of the chefs from Leal in New York City, and it was a good run until like pretty much, you know, I was looking for another chapter. And um, my knowledge on tequila, rum, sake, champagne, and wine in general led to a role that was more intrinsic and passionate into the rum world. Rum for me is natural. I'm from the islands. I'm from Dominican Republic. And, I, you know, the smell of molasses has been something that I adore since I was a child. Driving through the refineries with my family, it's just charming, all that, you know. You get to see it. You get to, like, smell it. You get to hear it. And for me, that was something that was very, like, close to my roots. So the rest was, like, a, a fantastic um journey you know and here i am you know immersed in the rum industry for uh, 13 years already and um, bacardi has opened the doors and laid out the foundation and you know the right moves you know into my career for me to learn a lot about it i have worked with maestros that run from all the way mexico like jose pepe sanchez gavito juan pinedo and then one of my mentors willie ramos and my other mentors joe Joe gomez jose gomez actual master distiller of the company and it's been great. You know, we're family and the amount of like rum knowledge that I've got, fermentation, distillation, aging, blending, it's, it's quite unique. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky. Yeah. Well, and then real quick, because I'm just, I got to know. That's good, but I got to know. So how did you team up with the Think Food Group and Jose Andres? Yeah, that was um, a side venture that I took um, during um, my early days with Bacardi. And um, I've been friends with uh, Jose for a while and 
Uh, Jose always wanted to do things and projects. And I, you know, Jose is like a pretty amazing human being, very strong with his personality. And for him, he's a, he's a go-getter, problem-solver person, but uh, he's not a person that will like take something normal as a good thing. He wants amazing and he demands amazing for his guests. And that's, you know, Jose, Jose Andres model. So for me, that was like a fantastic opportunity to be able to get into his world, into his mind. And with the knowledge and passion that I have, I was able to like prove Jose that, you know, we pay rent and we keep the light bulbs alive selling cocktails. You know, we can do that on a venue, in a restaurant, of course, you know, you increase the checks, you know, the percentage. And of course, you're pretty much bringing in the culture and the design and the concept of each restaurant that I was able to play in and partake with into like a liquid experience. And that's what I did. Uh, let's say we talk about a uh, Mediterranean restaurant like Saitinia. I was able to like submerge myself into the Mediterranean and being able to create cocktails even with olive oil and, you know, reinventing a martini with like uh, Kalamata olive or something and giving the experience. So looks, aromas and flavors, temperatures, uh, carbonation, acidity ph you name it everything counts when it comes to cocktails and uh think for group was able to like give me that he also gave me the opportunity to uh work with uh, Adria and you know see other big chefs Seppi in action and work with them as well you know some more things liquid uh there's a chef in particular in his team his name is ruben garcia and um somebody that's a close friend of mine and um ruben garcia really was like the guy who like put the, the pedal, you know, his foot on the pedal for, you know, speed and, and knowledge and all about this. And we created a couple of like very cool techniques, you know, using technology that uh, MIT uses and it's been fantastic. So it's think outside beyond the cocktail, think, think about the things that are surrounding you. Like the sun is coming through my window. How do I apply that to a cocktail and perhaps change the color of it? The way you're talking about yeah, these drinks, so and it I was kind of like worse ways of making a buck, and the way that you're doing it is is pretty amazing. So that's that's awesome that the way that Nathan, you're thinking I, about our, these drinks. Our our other guest has joined us, so oh, I want to just take Ira. a moment to introduce Ira Ira Claxton. And yeah. so we're getting two for the price of one today, and we're getting a good balance of beverage, but we've also got the food side from the Caribbean. And I'd love to introduce Ira Claxton, who is the founder of the Calypso Epicurean, a friend and colleague that uh, is also a judge for the CHTA, the Caribbean Hotel and Tourism Association's annual Taste of the Caribbean competition. So, Ira, how are you doing? If I'm good with all this craziness going on, I guess I'm good as we all can be, huh? Absolutely. Yes. Hey, Ira, we were just talking to Juan here, who's um, our, our good buddy from Bacardi Land. And, you know, we're talking about really how we're, we're doing today. So what's going on with in your world? Well, I currently am in Atlanta. So Atlanta? Yeah. Not in the Caribbean. Not anymore. <laughs> Even though I'm trying to go back to St. Croix or the VI as I can, but with everything the way it is, no one's able to make any moves right now. So, yeah, I'm in Atlanta. Um, so I guess what you could say when I left the VI for a bit, this is where I was, and I actually came back with all the craziness in, in food and beverage here in Atlanta. You, you kind of say a lot of things have 
stall if not stop. You know, with home of the Falcons and the the you know, college football and things of that nature, and a lot of Atlanta it does deal with hospitality. A lot of companies have stopped, you know, doing a lot of events and things of that nature. Now, over the last few weeks and so, things have picked up, but it's a big slowdown for the industry. Very, 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 very big slowdown. But for me, because I do a lot of a couple of different things, I am keeping pretty busy. But overall, um, dead in the water, kind of as far as the overall industry in Atlanta. Hey, Ira, sorry to interrupt. This is Juan, and nice to meet you. you Where too, in Atlanta are you currently working at? I actually work for a couple of catering companies, but I also do my own thing. So the Calypso Epicurean brand, you can kind of call me a caterer slash bartender as well. So I also do some catering, some bartending, some consulting as well, too. That's what I also do as well. Nice. I'm just asking because I'm going to be in Atlanta soon. So <laughs> Let me know. Hang on, and go some, hang on and check out a few spots. Making so, Ira, money. we're all drinking right now. Um, I, most of us have rum. What, what's in your glass right now? Well, I don't have anything right now in my glass, <laughs> but I do have some of this. Close there you go. Oh, right? You got the right no. brand, Ira. He's just drinking straight out of the bottle. Got it. <laughs> I, I try, you know. I'm good, but I'm not that good, you know. But, That's a good sipper. Yeah, and so I also, because I am from St. Croix, Santa Cruz, next to Puerto Rico, I also do a little bit of Cruzan Coke or Cruzan with a little bit of ginger beer as well, too. So mm. usually that's kind of where I stay. And Chef would also appreciate this. You know Jamal, yes. you remember Jamal, right? Yes, Chef? of course, yes. yes. Jamal also got me RLC. Yeah. Yep, from Barbados. Uh-huh. So this is Ooh. kind of my wheelhouse right here. That is wonderful. They say when you finish the bottle, you can see the bottle straightening up. Is that true? That's, yes. <laughs> I've seen that bottle straight up a few times. <laughs> He's got to be a couple of different bottles. Well, good. I'm so glad that you're you're, you're joining us, Ira. Ira, I'm sorry, everybody, to like you know drop this again. Um, I know we have a, a way of doing this show, but it's my first time, so blame it on me. But I'm flattered that you're a rum person that you're from the islands because I'm from the islands as well. And you know, I was telling everybody before that for me, like the smell of molasses, like seeing sugar cane chewing on it, is like. An everyday thing for me. I'm sure that has impacted your, your career a lot, enormously too. So great to be in this panel with you. You too, as well. Yeah, I mean, in the VI, of course, the VI and Antigua and stuff. That is probably where I grew up, and so forth. Sugar cane, all that stuff is is like drinking. It's like basically snacks. You know, get a whole sugar cane start. As long as your teeth are good and strong, you know, you bite yep. the cane, spit it off, and you have yep. <laughs> you have sugar, you have snack all day. Let's go back to talking about some cocktails. So uh, Juan, he he put together this uh, little fancy drink that he's making right now. He was talking Mm -hmm. earlier about the daiquiri and really how you you got started with the daiquiri. But I was I did mention in my intro that we were I was cyber stalking you. And two of the cocktails that you were talking about was a daiquiri and the pina colada. So let's talk about some classic cocktails. And really, are we seeing these as we're coming back to these classic cocktails or is it the new cocktails that are something different, something new that people are interested in? What, where are you seeing the industry right now? If I may start with that answer, um, you hit the nail when you say daiquiri, daiquiri, which is the real name, and mm-hmm. piña colada. Those two cocktails like, are part of the classic, like her both have something in common. They were original Bacardi cocktails and they still are. We call them the original daiquiri and the original piña colada. Different times. One uh, was 1898 in the town of Daiquiri in Cuba. The other one was 
Now I love a daiquiri. It's it's like probably it doesn't matter. Like um, yeah, the guys will tell you that that's my my go to. You know, daiquiri. Getting a daiquiri. My issue is when I go to a bar, especially in Miami, and I order. A I daiquiri. love the marriage of those three ingredients. Yeah, but in Miami we get these. Yeah, those three ingredients cr- are fantastic. Yeah, you know, sometimes you get these crummy frozen strawberry things that come I out of a box. And, the same and it's like a daiquiri, oh, like you're saying, it's supposed to be man. three ingredients, and what well, it is, it's coming out of a I box gotta, like, and a machine. I had a lot to add to that, you know? Yeah, the original daiquiri is the way I was describing it. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, in the 1940s, the blender was invented, you know? And the blender really came to help, uh, you know, speed things up. And, of course, the daiquiri was one of those, like, amazing, glorious fashion ingredients, uh, uh, recipes that was out there that saw a transformation i'm not saying that the blender is a bad thing the blender is amazing but think about it back in the day you have to really shake vigorously as i said that cocktail to make it work now there's a blender you can make it happen but what happened in the 70s we mm-hmm. substitute lime juice for something something artificial and the little lime round thing and lime roses and this and that this cornstarch syrups came into place and that's never like gonna substitute the refreshness of lime yeah it's two different things see natural seed frozen totally lime things. so yeah, yeah. yeah those daiquiris in the frozen machine that you dislike are made with that but uh i've been to a couple of places here in new york city uh, trying mm-hmm. to support the on-premise lately and one of them is a place called uh the baylander which is a second world war retire or a navy boat they turn into a EV and a bar and they're having a frozen machine or like original party recipe so superior lime juice, simple syrup, and the simple syrup, they mix it in with Bacardi lime to add like a little zest to it, and it works amazing. So we might see a rebirth on this whole thing. I hope so. It happens globally. But so I have the next time really... I move to New Orleans to Wed Willis. I get a good daiquiri at Willie's on South yeah, Beach, Juan. So, I, you know, I don't know how they're doing yeah. right now, but I, I – Oh, you're talking about you know, I think got it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> but, Nathan. But the, one of the funny things, to piggyback what um, Juan was saying yes. to me, I totally agree, but it's so funny when you ask someone to make a, a fresh, original daiquiri, they don't know how to do it. Everybody grabs with yes. a blender, and it's like, if you don't have a blender, they tell you, oh, I, I can't make ingredients it. Or yeah, it's tools. like even the like pina colada. People, people don't realize you can actually shake a pina colada. Like, no, exactly. you don't have a blender, you can't make it. I'm like, no, it's simple ingredients. I mean, it's, pineapple, yeah. not everybody has pineapple. But outside of that, I mean, a pina colada. Simplicity is the key. Yeah, it should be real easy to make. Totally true. 
you know, it was really interesting. Two weeks ago, uh, we had the general manager of the Maikai on, Kern Matai, and he, he was really wonderful guest. He, he spoke about balancing the traditions that Maikai, a long-established restaurant here in Fort Lauderdale, if you haven't been, you know, next time you're in town, we'll take you both. Especially if you like um, I love yes, the bar. Yeah. It's one yeah, of my it's, favorites. It's amazing. It's, I wanted to right. stay a secret. <laughs> and it, well... We we love it, and 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 we loved him as a guest. But the balancing of what you both are saying, you know, the traditional cocktails and making them traditionally. Um, Ira, I want to ask you first. You know, what do you see as like the next trends uh, that you're seeing in the world of rum? And then then Juan, I'll ask you the same question. I think boutique is still the end thing. There are a lot of people who are now going to small batch or making boutique type rums. Richard Seal just came out with something. I haven't tried it yet, but Richard Seal is actually the global ambassador for rum. And he just came up with something called Equiano. And from everything that I've heard of it or from it regarding it is actually really, really good. For me, I think going to the small batch slash types of rums are the, are the big thing. I think people are now starting to get away from the spiced aspect, unless it's really, really good spice rum. I think spice from from in my thought process and what I'm seeing is kind of fall away of the wayside for me. Really and truly, I think people still want a good, nice silver or clear rum. So um, for me, boutique rum is where it is. Boutique type rums, if you, if you will. Excellent. Uh, and one for you? Yeah, um, I just want to clarify a, a little bit. I ran the uh, Global Rum Ambassador is Ian Burrell. Yeah, Ian Burrell. And, yeah, Ian Burrell, amazing. Great dude, a good friend, personal friend mine so but anyways Ian um partake with a uh, Richard and they make this beautiful rum and guys like I'm gonna be I'm gonna like take my my hand Cardi hat off instantly oh. and just openly speak about rum mm-hmm. because guys at the end of the day I want the rum category to grow because that's what made us rum from culture is not a drink Rum for me is a smile. She's like dancing. It's like sharing something good, like being in a good mood and sharing with everybody, making everybody contagious of this island culture and tradition mm-hmm. that we always like solve everything with a little bit of rum and everything gets solved. And, you know, the world's not ending. And we are like that. <laughs> so that kind of like uh, attitude that we have towards life, that's rum, in my opinion. Um, when it comes to what's training us, you know, I, I always tell people like, listen, there's a rum for every occasion. I don't have a shirt and a t-shirt that I wear every day. You know, it depends. Is it sunny? How am I going to be? What am I going to do later? You know, what am I going to eat? It all depends on all these variables. And that's what rum is. Rum is the most versatile spirit out there. Everywhere. If you go to buy a bottle of rum and you just open your like mind and you're like, ooh, you, you might end up buying a cocktail rum. That is amazing. You might end up buying an añejo or a serva, a very, a very dark, a spice rum. You know, there is a rum for everybody. You just need to find it. I know what it is. When I'm tired from work and I'm home, I want to drink a nightcap or a sipping rum. So that's where Bacardi 8 and 10 come in into play. And now I figured it out. If it's 10, I'm going to drink it with an ice cube in the summer, in the winter, just in a snifter. If it's 8, I'm going to impact me myself, a beautiful old-fashioned or a nice high-end Presidente. And that's the way I'm going to do it. I know my rums. But at the end of the day, Best rum is the one you have in front of you. True. And that's wow. what everybody should understand in the rum month. Um, oh. 
I'm, wonderful I'm, I'm, to hear I'm that. Give, give him an amen on that one. Amen. Hey. Amen. Amen. You're preaching to the <laughs> thank choir you, thank here. Thank you, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm going to do the, uh, the, 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 the same question. We're, we've got lots of students that are uh, listening to us now and are looking for advice. So, Ira, what advice would you have to our our students that are interested in pursuing a, a passionate career in beverages? And then the same to you, uh, Juan. Getting where you can. Basically, meaning beverage is a thing that it, you're always learning, right? So you can you learn from the bar back. You can learn from a seasoned veteran. You can learn from just about anybody you could think of. Beverage is also something you can you can play with, you can manipulate, you can basically make flavor in a glass, if you will. You have your base spirit, and <clears throat> as long as you have your balance, you could basically make that cocktail taste like however you want it to taste, but always make sure that it's always balanced. Getting into the industry can be, it is, to me, it's it can be hard, but still be interesting, right? Meaning that there are a number of people who are in the industry, and all you gotta do is ask. I think yourself, Chef John, you're always able to say, you know, if there's anything that anyone wants to learn, learn from me, talk to certain people, read books. People don't realize there's a lot of reading involved in beverage and so forth. There are a number of different books that I actually use. I'm always reading. I'm always learning. I'm always talking to people who are in the industry who maybe even have more knowledge than me and also learning things like Jamal, your Marvs, your Akisha's yeah. guys that you know, um, Chef. Yeah. As long yeah, as you yeah, ask yeah, questions, yes. I think that there are people out there that will always be able to teach as long as you're always willing to learn. We need to get Jamal and, and Maron here as well, right? So Trust me, I'll, I'll probably yeah. talk to them tonight about a lot of different things. We talk at least once or twice a week. Good, good. Well, we'll, we'll definitely get them on. That would be a nice show. Juan, when you answer this question, can you also talk about how a student will be, can become a brand ambassador? Because I've had a bunch of students reach out to me and say, this is what they want to do. They want to be the ones who go out to bars and, and really talk about the brand. So... How does a student get involved in something like that? Well, Nathan, in my opinion, you asked the question and you gave up the answer at the same time within the same sentence. You said... Uh, I do that a lot. Can... I do that a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically, you know, what, uh, you know, recommendation you have for people that want to like make it up with fashion in this industry. That's what you say that I remember right, right now. So you, you, get, you give up the answer. The answer is passion. If you don't have passion for something, you can build it. But passion is that key that opens door in our industry. It's like the key thing. If I'm in a position above one of you and you don't show me passion and commitment, I'm not interested. You know, I wear my hat of an ambassador. I have clean garbage. I remember one time in Puerto Rico at a bar. I'm not going to mention fancy bar. It was closing time. They allowed us to stay. The bar bag was coming with a heavy bag of like garbage and it broke in the middle of everything. And there I was like cleaning the garbage, like collecting, give me another bag. I got this. I'm like, I'm fast at this. I'm so good. Like, you don't even know. I have clean toilets. I have slept on airports, but my passion keeps me going. It doesn't matter. It's my passion what keeps me going. It's my drive. I have it very clear. I am. Enamored with people that has passion. You cannot measure passion. Passion right. will allow you to do and surprise any circumstances, and you will never remember them. It's your drive. It's you build for this industry. You do. You have passion for it. You will go far. 
I don't know, I just closed my eyes and 20 years after here I am and mm-hmm. I still have the same passion. Uh, that's my sharp knife blade, you know, like passion. If you don't have that, in my opinion, you cannot achieve much in life. And that's where I am, where I am, I guess. I don't know where I am anymore, but exactly. Passion is that blade that will cut through that fabric, you know, make life amazing and beautiful for you. In the kitchen, it's not easy to work in a kitchen. Like who says that? The heat, the ovens, that, the tickets coming on, piling on. You run out of things. It's chaos. In the bar, you have like seven deep. How do you like keep people smiling? Passion. Mm-hmm. If you're a brand ambassador and if you're passionate about your knowledge and the things that you're working in, and you know, I can tell you, I can talk about any spirits, you know, yeah, rum is my baby. And like, if you don't have passion to transform people's life, those like 45 seconds that they give you, because that's it. You are not going anywhere with them. My job is to impact people on, with what I do. I want them to like, at the end, tell me like, that was great, man. Wow. How do you get that job? And like, hey, you know, and then we get to talk. But passion is the key for me. You know, passion is. This is my second job after oh. they realize I suck here. Did I get an amen again or something? No, you got an amen. 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 amen or a passion. That's yes. my next job. Yes. Yes. Wow. It was a joke. It was a joke. Woo. It was a joke. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me add to that, though, too, guys, is that, you know, for yes. students in particular, you know, this doesn't happen overnight. You know, these guys right. are both complete uh, mm-hmm. you know, industry veterans. And a lot of times uh, our students think that, you know, they'll get these guys gigs and or they'll suddenly be in the, in the, the peak car office overnight. But we're talking all of us put together here, I hate to say it, but we're probably close to 100 years of experience, if not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably probably more, actually. Yeah, I know. Sorry, John. It's all good. Um, yeah, thank you. Whatever just picked on me a little bit. Yeah, it's probably been 150, a little bit more than that. You know, so last week uh, I was out uh, and uh, I missed you guys so much. So I had to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> Chef uh, and, and Juan, uh, just so you guys know, uh, this part is called our speed rail. Uh, these are kind of uh, one answer, uh, one word type questions. Uh, we're going to move pretty quick. We'll involve Chef Massey and, and the Professor Dodge as well. Uh, Ira, you didn't hear before, but I, I'm currently on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean because we got you from St. Croix. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I, I got married, and this is where I'm stuck real quick. But uh, and then <laughs> of course, Juan, stop. you know, you. Thank you, brother. Well, it's, it's not a bad place to be stuck. Uh, and then of course, uh, you know. Lonnie there, you know, from the DR and doing your time uh, in Puerto Rico and that type of stuff. So I think, hey, man, nothing better. Let's talk a little bit about some island stuff here. But these are, again, uh, just quick, fun questions. We're going to start this out a little easy, all right? And it's going to be, what bottle, all right? That's going to be number one. Mm. We're going to ask then, what music and or book? And then I'm going to kind of wrap it up with a hybrid question. But now, you're stuck on an island. I don't know what island it is, whatever island it is in your world, in your mind. But... uh, if you're stuck on an island, Ira, what's that bottle of spirit you must have with you? English Harbor 8 from Antigua. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Actually, I know that one pretty darn well. Yeah. So great. So, Juan, what's that bottle you got to have with you? It's right here. It never leaves me. Bacardi Superior Carta Blanca. <laughs> I can solve 37 problems that I might have a cocktails with it right here. I love that one. I love that one. Professor Nathan Dodge, what's the bottle? Uh, I, I'm going to have to go off-brand. I'm going to say Barbancore Five Star. 
Ah, Haitian Babanku. I don't have the accent, but yeah, Barbancourt, five star. <laughs> I reserved you domain if I have a little bit extra jingle in the pocket. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Chef John Noble Massey, what's that bottle you must have well, with well, this, on an this, this may be rum month, but you never know me not to be honest. So I'm going to have a Pré-Joué, the floor bottle, the rosé with me, okay. hopefully someone oh, to enjoy that yeah. one. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, with, with that being said, that's in uh, Massey. I love how you give me a love ball in the air. Right. You know, Bonnie, I'm going to go back to you real quick. Yeah, you know, as you and I are both recovering sommeliers, uh, what's that bottle of wine or bubbles you got to have oh. with you on your stranded island? Well, I will go fancy since, like, it's my bottle, my island, when, you know, I'm stranded. So I'm going to go for a, a crook, battle of crook, and I'm going to go with a lemonier, lemonier, blood lemonier. Perfect, perfect. Chef Ira, what's that, what's that bottle hey, of wine you got to with Sorry. You? Chocolate block from South Africa. Oh, really? Good yeah. on you. I love South Africa. Oh. Yep, and I love that. Interesting. Besides two buck Chuck, Nathan Dodge, what's it going to be? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a soft Blanc. I really don't care what kind. You know, I'm not the wine dude. Mm. Something that or rosé. Yeah. I was going to say, being stuck in an island, you know, I think it's summertime. I'm going to go Domainat, one of my favorite uh, rosés out there. So, all right, let's put a little culture in our world here. So, uh, what's the day. book you must... Yeah, there you go. What's the book you got to have with you? Ira, what's the book you must have with you stranded on a desert island or wherever the island is? This. Oh, he has it with Ooh, him. Oh, he has it with him. Really? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Tales of the Cocktail. I got this in Tales of the Cocktail. I'm going through this like three, four times. I love this book. So for people who can't All see right. it on our podcast, what is it? Yeah. It's Beach Bum Berries, Potions of the Caribbean. 500 years of tropical drinks and the people behind them. By Jeff Berry. It's a great nice. book. Fabulous. It's a great book. Make sure we put that in the show now, notes for those who are interested. Okay. Absolutely. You know, and, and Juan has got a big old smile. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, since I'm going to have to like save my life and not go insane after I finish my bottle of rum and my bottle of champagne, I will have the only book that is being so amazing and solving problems for me. And that is The Little Prince. This is an edition oh, for 1970s signed by my mother right. and dedicated by her to me. And that's my... Oh, I solve problems in my life. That's a great book, too. How special. Interesting. Dodge, would you like to answer what book? <laughs> we were, you we know, were actually I, making I fun to... of you today with Green Eggs and Ham and saying you do your podcast on a train, you do it on a plane, you do it on the boat. That's you do how it I roll, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on a patio today, but I was on a boat yesterday, so that's all good. But I figured you would throw out a Hemingway reference there, Nathan. So it's I all probably good. Would. Yeah, old man in the sea just to do go. it, just to have it. You know, old right, man in the sea, but James and the Giant Peach for Too me. Easy of a joke there. Yeah, there you <laughs> James go. James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> all right, back to Massey then. And then music, buddy. So what album are you gonna have to have with you? Oh my goodness. Ooh. Um Ooh. Okay, I got it. Yeah, I got Music it. for different moods. You know, it's it's like I love a little relaxing Sade. I love a little funky dance, n- new alternative Sophie Tucker. But if I got to pick somebody that on an island, I'll take a little Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Ah, there you go. He was here on this island a couple of weeks ago, so that's good. Nathan yeah. Dodge, what about you? I'm giving the guys a couple of seconds here to I, think I'm about it. Do, What's that album going to be? I'm going to do Legend by Bob Marley. 
Right? Oh, oh, excellent. Mellow. Even better. Mellow. I like that. There you go. All right, Mr. Wong, what do you got, sir? What's that album you're going to have to have with you? Well, I always like, you know, ask my friends, what is that album that you want to be buried with if you mm-hmm. get to be buried? And um, usually my answer is uh, OK Computer by Radiohead. But mm-hmm. my favorite yeah. of that is the reggae versions of OK Computer. I don't know if you heard it. It's a Jamaican reggae cover of all the songs, and that's amazing for me. In the island, it will it will keep me sane. Yeah. There you go. All right, and then uh, Chef Ira, what about you? What's going to be that album you got to have with you? I am an old school dancehall fan, and for me, it's "Voice of Jamaica" by Buju Bantan. Buju Bantan. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Love that album. There you go. All right, so, there we go. We got some good stuff here. Uh, you know, I love the, where we were going, but I'm a, I'm a Jimmy Buffett uh, guy at heart. Uh, so I'd have to go mm. throw uh, some JV in there just because it always makes me happy and makes me smile. And that's all good. So the last on the speed rail questions in our island spirit here, you're stuck on an island. And here we go, right? Who's that person you would like to have with you? This person can be present or from the past. Who's that person? Now, I'm going to make this real easy. I'm going to say my wife because she's in the room next to me. And I just married her a couple days ago. So I would say my wife, uh, Dr. Lauren Connors. Uh, Nathan, Nathan, who do you think? The wife isn't in the room, mate. Eh? She's not in the room. We're going to choose, like, you know, loved ones because we don't want to get in trouble. So who's the extra person that could be there entertaining? You know, you, you mentioned oh. Hemingway. And just to hear the Hemingway stories, I think, would be awesome, you know. Pre shotgun, but yeah, I think just to just to have the conversations that would be awesome. Who else? Perfect. All right, John Noble Massey. Who do you think that person's going to be? Past, oh, present, you know, I, you know, there's only one answer for me. My dad. Mm. Yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's all good. All right, Chef Ira, who do you got? I'm really going to keep it Caribbean and save Bob Marley. Oh, I really <laughs> love to kind of hear how he came up with his songs and. Just all the stuff that he was able to do. Yeah, Bob Marley. Excellent. Oh, that's an awesome Very one. Cool. Uh, that's right, my answer here. I would love to meet. I would love to meet the one love Rastafari man, Bob Marley too. I would love to have a conversation with him. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a trend here. Side note: I did get to meet um, one of the sons at uh, Sobe a few years ago, and that was really, really cool. Yeah. So I'm gonna say I that know, was probably one of the highlights. I know his first wife, his best friend, which is a lawyer. And two of his kids. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. So the show goes so quickly. I think this show, we could probably keep talking to these guys for another four hours and bore the hell out of all of our people. So, uh, Johnny Boy, what do you have any closing words? No. uh, Thanks to that awesome review, uh, wherever you are. They love love to hear that stuff. Props. Thanks. Keep them coming. Download our podcast. Go. Cool. Adios. Perfect. Brian. Chef Ira, any closing thoughts, sir? Just want to say thank you for the invitation. I love what you guys are doing. I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to the next one. Thank you, sir. Perfect. Mr. Wong, closing thoughts. Um, again, a big thank you and a shout out to all of you. Thank you for, you know, keeping the spirit of our industry alive. And uh, as I always say, rum for your life. Stay roaming. Thank you for the chance and the opportunity. Stay safe, everybody. Excellent. Thank you Perfect. I love it. Nathan Dodge, sir, what do you got cooking? Just make sure you follow us on Facebook, Two Bar Stools and a Knife, and Bacardi Center of Excellence. Follow us on all of our different Instagram posts. Definitely, we haven't thanked them, but we do love mm-hmm. our 
Christina and Yuli who, who make sure, keep us honest and send out all of our emails Woo-hoo! and make sure that we, uh, you know, don't sound completely ridiculous. And thanks to our Perfect. French listener, of course. Oh, thanks our, to our, our French, French listener. listener. We listened again last week. Bonjour. Bonjour. Merci. So, so if you guys don't mind, I'm going to get back to my honeymoon. Enjoy. Uh, Enjoy. Congratulations. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, guys.